Tamarindo Podcast. Un podcast para ti. Y para mí. Tamarindo Podcast is your hosts. Luis Octavio. And Brenda Gonzalez. And we are your socially conscious talk show with a Latino vibe. We are amigos talking politics, food, music, and life. Welcome! Hey, ¿qué onda, Tamarindo listeners? So on this episode, we actually sit down and talk with Esteban from Chicano Eats. He's a food blogger, and he tells us where he gets his inspiration and a couple of projects that he has going on. And we also talk about ¿Qué pasa? Some really good restaurants around town and some great experiences. So stay tuned. Listen up. Hey, Luis. What's up? We're back here in El Estudio. How are you doing? No, good, good. Ya está haciendo calor. Oh, my God. It's so hot. And <laughs> if you guys don't remember, we have no air conditioner when we record in the studio. Uh, Luis is wearing a long sleeve shirt <laughs> and jeans. <laughs> it's a sauna in here. Yeah. And just a reminder, because I know we have a lot of new fans. You might know that we have really amazing in-studio episodes. Yes. And then in between, we do these things that we call mini casts, where we're on the road using our travel mic, which you all made possible by the way. And those are our, our in-between episodes. So that means that we are out weekly. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so weekly. Cool. We're trying hard. Finally. To, yeah, finally. We're trying to like make this legit, guys. We're working <laughs> on our website, all that stuff. So stay tuned for all that, all that cool stuff. So Luis, since we last got to see each other, what's new with you? You know, just uh, working and trying to stay cool and... Um, se llama? just launched the spinoff the oh, yes. en el SWAT meet. yes if you haven't listened to or subscribed yet well, there is a, a, a Spanish language spinoff episode or not episode podcast it's called Nos Vemos en el SWAT meet. meet yes, yes so that's been going pretty cool, cool. Um, what about you what have you been up to um, just work and I, a couple of speak, speaking events, which many of you might have seen through our social media. I was part of the uh, something with um, KPCC, which is a local, a local public radio station out, out here, um, something called Unheard LA, where yes. I was able to share my immigrant story. And then also um, working on the this other, this other group called the United Latinx um, Fund, and it's a Latino leaders in philanthropy. I moderated a panel discussion. So I've been busy uh, walk, talking in, about Tamarindo, trying to get the word out there, trying to get yes. more of you to listen. <laughs> so, uh, Luis, I think it might be fun. And I think we, we tried this a couple of times. So let's try our, our wheel of topics and talk a little Flips. bit about it. So as a reminder to our guests or our listeners, I should say, we have several different topics. We do uh, telenoveleando, where we talk about what we're watching on the TV. Tiburon Tank, when we talk about crazy inventions like yep, the yep. Jota app and other things <laughs> that Luis comes up with. That's my favorite. Yes. <laughs> Saboreando, tasty food around town. Cultura Corner, where we like to talk about some special, unique traditions of whether it's our culture, our family, or other things like that. Like that and then dichos lessons from um, expressions that we heard growing up. So let's spin it. Saboreando. Nice. This is perfect because guess who we have on the show today? Oh my God. We are so happy to have Esteban from Chicano Eats. Yes, and we'll wait. hear all about him. So Saboreando is when we talk about like delicious food that we've that we've had. So is there anything amazing that you'd like to tell our listeners about? Yes. So I live in um, in Santa Ana here in Southern California. I don't remember when it was the last time I went to this restaurant, but I recently went and had pupusas. Where? At, um, ay, ¿cómo se llama? Se llama El Carbone Carbonero. El Carbonero. And El it's Carbonero? On, <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> El Carbonero. And it's on Main Street in Santa Ana. It is so good. The pupusas mm. there are so legit. And I remember that the first time I went there, um, a friend of mine who is from El Salvador took me when we were in high school. We had ditched. High uh-huh. school, and we went to El Carbonero Qué to have pupusas. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So um, it's really good. What the, do you like about it? Um, well, one, I like that I was introduced to this restaurant by somebody who is from El Salvador, so I, I can trust their judgment on how good these are, right? Because I've never been to El Salvador, yeah. unfortunately. So I haven't had real ones, I, I should say. Um, but these here, they're so good. They're not greasy. Um, la, la, la agua de horchata también, it's really, really good. It's a little different. It's not... If you yeah, go like the, there mm-hmm. and, and you ask for agua de horchata, you shouldn't expect that it would taste like the agua oh, de horchata yeah. in Mexico. It like? It's different. It's mm-hmm. different. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I can't even describe it because I've never had it, but it's, uh, I've it's never had good? anything similar, but it's really good. Okay. Um, so um, El Carbonero, definitely stop by, try it, and it is amazing. The one thing I will say is that if you're super, super hungry, don't go. Oh, why? The portions are small? No, because they actually make them to order. Yeah, you could see better. the women like, amasando and making the tortilla and everything uh-huh. so it takes time yeah but it i promise you it's worth the time worth but if you're wait. it's worth the Delicious. wait but if you're super hungry don't go there uh if you're semi-hungry then go and just wait awesome. for it well okay i want to tell the listeners about this really amazing eating experience that is uh colonia publica colonia publica in uptown whittier whittier where the girls are prettier as my uh my friend dolores likes to say <laughs> was on the pod earlier when we did the latinas um mujeres uh, that lead series anyway so this place this restaurant in um in uptown whittier it's just so awesome it's very hip in the way that it's decorated uh-huh. it's very chipster like those chicano hipsters okay. is, they are the ones that uh, seem to be running this joint and they have like several different types of micheladas they have great alcoholic um. beverages which are actually not with um they don't have a liquor license so they make it with some special like i don't know wine based liquor and um they infuse it no with different flavors yeah but the micheladas are amazing they have several different micheladas to choose from but what i think why i call it inexperience is that what they're known for they have all kinds of great little um kind of tapas tapas style like Uh for sharing but the thing that they're known for is their fideo soup so it is incredible so they have like your regular bowl of a fidel, which um, is for those of you that might not be used to this soup, it's a tomato-based broth with uh, vermicelli noodles, like really thin, mm-hmm. um, thin, thin noodles. And sometimes it's got chicken. It's just very flavorful, very homey yeah. type soup, right? It's not a fancy soup, but it's a great soup. But at this restaurant, they give you kind of like a sushi little piece of paper. Okay. You can mark all the additional toppings that you can get in your soup. So kind of like those restaurants that are um, uh, like pho, kind of? Yes, it ends up feeling like you're having pho. So you can put cilantro, you can put garlic um, garlic shrimp, you can put... Um, you can put dried chili, you can put avocado, crema, uh, more chicken, like all kinds of different options. You can put wow. mix and match, all kinds of stuff that you can put through your Fidel soup. It was so good, such an experience. So anybody that's local to Los Angeles, go check out Uptown Whittier and go to Colonia Publica. Such what, did a you, what did you end up having in yours? Because with so many remember. options, I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, like chicharrones. So mine had chicharron, um, crema, uh-huh. aguacate, and cilantro. 
in addition to like the regular soup with the chicken. Wow, so this is like fideo soup, but like yes, on steroids. On like, steroids, it's so good. It I've was never liked fideo soup. It was so. Oh my god, no, this is good. You don't like it? Why no, I don't like fideo, fideo soup. soup. Why? I don't know. I've just never liked it. Oh no, then it, yeah. this is good. But I'm willing to try this just because it sounds yeah, like you really should. It's an I experience. Experience. Okay. Well, um, a lot of talk about food. Why don't we hear from the food <laughs> expert himself? Let's uh, let's take it away to our interview with Chicano Eats. Oh no. This has been a long time coming. We are super fans of our next guest, and we're very excited to have him. He is Esteban from Chicano Eats. Welcome, Esteban. Hello. (laughs) What is Chicano Eats? Chicano Eats is, well, for those who aren't familiar, Chicano Eats is um, a food blog, and I also have an Instagram account. and so on this food blog, I like to do a lot of experiments with Mexican flavors, infusing them into American classics. Um, and I also like to um, present a lot of authentic Mexican dishes and provide some context, some history behind the dish. Beautiful. Um, Can you tell us, tell the listeners what you brought us? Because it's a perfect example oh, of... Oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, I, I, a long time ago, I sent Luis um, some cookies and he Eat just them loved them. Yeah, I um, so I... I I ended up bringing you guys some um, abuelita chocolate chip cookies mm, and then some so good, everybody. cupcakes. So delicious. Yeah, it, it, you, you can taste the, the abuelita. abuelita. <laughs> <laughs> Many people have done this. I, I, well, at least I have, where I've taken the actual barra and of chocolate abuelita it, right? and just eaten yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 like, it's grainy. It's grainy. Yeah. That's what these cookies have. Like, it, you could taste the chocolate mm, abuelita. The, so like, good. The, the sugar. So and not the only did you bring us um, galletas, but you also brought us cupcakes. Tell us about the cupcakes. Yeah, well, during a recent trip to Colima, um, there's this chocolate that we find that we're kind of used to there. Se llama Rey Amargo, and I decided to infuse this chocolate into cupcakes. Oh my um, god, they're amazing. super good. We'll put pictures of this on our Instagram. <laughs> that so Rey Amargo sounds like it could be my dragon. Like, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Rey Amargo. Fernando <laughs> <laughs> would probably think that that's oh, yeah. the best name, name for me. That's hilarious. <laughs> So, anyways. <laughs> okay, so you said you said Colima. Is that where you're from? Yeah, both of my parents are from Colima. Um, they literally grew up like about a block away from each other, which is. And did they did they meet there or over yeah, here? Yeah, they did. Oh, they were okay. th- when they got married. I think they were 16, and they had me at 17. Wow. And then they ended up in the U.S. Um, shortly after. Wow, that's amazing. Your parents are super young too. Then. Yeah. Oh wow. So you, were you born in in Mexico then? No, I was oh, born okay. here, and then like 15 days. Later, I they took me back to Mexico. Oh, so you kind of did the back and forth thing. Yeah, very cool. How long were you in Mexico for? Um, I was there for I think the first three years of my life, and then afterwards, I spent months um, back and forth. Wow. So tell us a little bit more about Chicano Eats and 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 this blog and your Instagram. First of all, the Instagram. Um, for Beautiful. those, it's yeah, gorgeous. for 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 those who have not, right? <laughs> I know. Nice surprise in my okay, feed. Okay. I'm scrolling. I know. Ya no cabemos, no cabemos. Esteban's head is so big right now. Oh my god. 
So yeah, so I first came across it um, a couple months ago, and just the aesthetic, the the images, and one of the things that that I loved about it was that you put front and center our comida, you know, our our recipes, our tradition, and 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 um, and they're just so vibrant. So. You've been getting a lot of note, like a lot of people noticing you because you actually were just featured on Me Too. Yeah, that was congratulations on that. That's freaking awesome. Um, And uh, you've been featured on several other blogs. But how did that all start? Um, Chicano Weeds was a project that I had been wanting to work on for a really long time. Um, My partner Billy, um, who's here with us, um, a longtime blogger, Thumbian, and. I would always complain to him about some of the things that I was seeing um, in terms of people that aren't Mexican blogging about our food and how they were talking about it. And so I used to complain a lot. And he finally sat me down and was like, well, maybe you should start a food blog. And um, when I was in college, I was actually um, art directing this bilingual Latinx newspaper that had just started. Oh, that's awesome. And I had a little um, food section there. Mm -hmm. And so I really started playing with food there. um, But it wasn't until he was like, well, maybe you should really put your voice out there that this project came to fruition. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Well, so... It's been the Instagram. So you haven't done a voice. I mean, are you considering a podcast? Like literally putting your voice to it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, it, it's one of the projects that I'm working oh, on and cool. hopefully yes. soon. Very nice. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I have, a, I have a ton of projects that, that I'm working on, uh, some that I can't speak of. but um, So speak on those. <laughs> yeah, yeah exclusive. <laughs> um, no, but there's a ton of projects that I mean, because of me too, I'm now able to collaborate with other people. There's a ton of fun collaborations that are going to be happening this year, and some other projects that I'm just really excited to kick off. Wow, that's amazing! So, one of the things that um, that just is amazing is the fact that not only do you make your food look good. But it actually tastes good. Like the cookies that you sent. Yeah, you're a good cook. The cookies that you sent to um, to me uh, earlier on, those were freaking amazing. And I was like, I remember talking to you on the phone and saying, "Oh my god, Esteban, you should make these into like a care package, and you should sell these, and you should ship these." And I was like, "I'll buy some." And um, but yeah, you're you're a good cook too. I mean, um, one of the things that I tried was were the um, glazed chicken wings with mole from. Um, wow. uh, ¿Cómo se llama? I love mole. Or yeah, the galagueta. Galagueta, yes. right? Yeah. We love that. Galagueta. Was really good too. Thank you. How do you how, how do you come up with these ideas? And have you always been interested in in like the cooking? I yeah I I mean when I was growing up and I, when I was going back and forth between the U.S. and and Colima, um, I spent a lot of my time with mis abuelitos on my mom's side, and they've always cooked. Um, one of the things that they've done to make, to earn their um, to make their ends meet was um, is to sell food. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always grew up with mi abuelito having his little taco stand. Um, and selling tacos every night. Mi abuelita would would make um, quesos, and then she would sell them around Colima. Even to this day, um, when we were just there, she still sells pozole, um, tacos, and sopes it's during the weekends. Blood, the, the food, yeah. the passion for food. I, I mean, that, that's one of the things that I, I really do feel like cooking is something that comes in, in your blood, pues. Mm-hmm. So how did it feel after you saw yourself on... You know, all these social media platforms, everybody playing your video from Me Too. Like, what was that like? Like, okay, this video launches, 
And then do you start reading all the comments? Are they positive? Are they negative? Like, what, what happened? It, leading up to, to me actually shooting with Me Too was kind of nerve-wracking because I wasn't sure how people were going to react to me. Um, us as a culture, uh, and I'm speaking about Mexicans, mm-hmm. it, it's a very, it's not a very welcoming um, culture to people like us brown and queer Mm -hmm. um and so i was really terrified of how other people were going to perceive me is he too gay um como dicen es muy maricón or you know yeah and so i was really terrified of like reading yeah yeah yeah, but it it was like a complete um como se dice like the complete opposite yeah it was a complete opposite everybody was so welcoming and when as soon as that video hit i was receiving so many messages on facebook saying oh my gosh i can totally relate thank you so much for doing this thank you for putting our culture putting a spotlight on us pues awesome Uh, Um, i'm curious so so like this the thing that inspired you you you're feeling like a lot of bloggers or interest from folks that weren't necessarily of that culture mm -hmm. so what what were your what were your concerns i you know one of the things that i've noticed is that you here in the u.s you have a lot of people that aren't um I, i mean it doesn't matter if it's mexican or not but you have a lot of other people outside of other cultures speaking for cultures that aren't theirs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um there was this article or there was this blog that came out um with a post speaking of um just the percentages of of who's actually um creating some of these recipes for the new york times okay and it turned out that most of these recipes or bylines pues um were by white people Mm -hmm. and not the culture that the the dish belonged to yeah and I mean when you really think about it who, who do you know that is an um, authority in Mexican cuisine here in the US not too many people <laughs> yeah it's yeah. kind of hard to come up with some names um, and I, I feel like the most prominent is Brick Bayless and um, it it becomes kind of a problem when you don't have actual people from that culture um, speaking of their food yeah, and their traditions yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It, it always kind of feels like our our opinions aren't um, as valuable as theirs. Right. That's an interesting perspective. So, um, like, so what does it look like for you? Are you blogging regularly? Like, what, how do people get to follow the things that you're putting out? Yeah, I mean, I try to blogger to, to blog uh, regularly. Um, this is something that I do on the weekends during my spare time. So whenever I have time, I try to create as as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can get, I mean, I'm lucky if I can get one or two posts each week. Um, but I try to take as much pictures as I can for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all very carefully thought out, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> photographs. So that's great. Yeah, Thank like you. that one with um, the the sopa de letras and the cuchara saying chingon. chingon. Yeah, well, I, I had a lot of people tagging me in one, um, and it was like, it was a picture of the sopa, and it uh-huh. said yes. And you've seen, I mean, you've seen this picture with different sayings. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was coming up with this one, I was like, I, I sort of, I had just listened to the episode where um, you were talking about this camp that you went to mm-hmm. and how um, someone told you, Queres chingon, and how that made you break down. Oh my and God, I was. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm serious. You were the inspiration for that because oh I was. God, oh so my awesome. god! I was thinking about okay, that. No, my head is getting big. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I, I feel like right now in this political climate, you kind of, 
you need those reaffirmations, you know? And so I, I ended up making it into something more meaningful than just something... Oh man, that's Silly. so cool! I don't even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, speaking of this moment in time, you know, what do you what do you think of where we are right now as a country, and what does it mean for for Latinos and and leadership? I mean, it's kind of a dark time for us, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it's kind of time for us to to really step it up. Um, and like Solange said, you know. We need to build our own things, mm-hmm. and I think right now it's it's important for us to be making our voices visible, our bodies visible, and just letting everybody know that we're here. So, talking about um, you know going back to what you were afraid of initially when when this video came out that Me Too put together, that you didn't know what the reaction would be about you know seeing a a, a queer person of color, right? Like mm-hmm. what that reaction would be. Um, what has your experience been like being queer? Um, it It's not been an easy experience. Um, it, when, I, when I first found your podcast and I was going through and binging on all of the episodes, Ooh, we and it. we got to, I, th- I believe it was like the Orlando episode where you mm-hmm. shared your coming out story, I, it almost brought me to tears because it, we share a lot of similarities in our coming outs mm-hmm. and how difficult it was. I mean, it's already difficult coming out in the first place, but being part of this culture that doesn't really accept you is even more difficult. Um, Especially someone that you're clearly, clearly very passionate about parts of your culture, of course. Yeah. So, so I can I can see how yeah. that's very challenging. Well, we think that you're a great, you're an inspiration, and and I'm Gracias. sure a lot of people listening probably felt just like you when you were listening to that episode, and and are probably feeling excited and inspired in in your work. So we're happy to have you here. I think it's amazing, and we love the gifts, especially. <laughs> <laughs> we love you with with or without them, but it's very. very nice. I prefer with. <laughs> so what's What's next for you? What are some big things that you could share with us? Um, just to share it. He's looking at me like, stop. There's a lot of things that I can't share, but I... It's exciting? We should just be excited? Yeah, I mean... Um, well, you talked about a podcast, so is this is something that is... Happening, like, yeah, okay. right. what, yeah. what is it going to be about? Like, are you going to be talking about recipes? About like your like, give us a primicia of yeah. like what that will sound like. Well, on the blog, I like to share a lot of short anecdotes, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's things that you want to talk about that just, I mean, you don't have enough space for it to be writing for, and so I kind of want to use it as a platform to just continue sharing these stories. Um, earlier this year, I started accepting submissions for recipes oh, and accepting cool. stories. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's one of the things that's really important for me is just elevating more um, P, um, POC voices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I really want to start doing that. I mean, I admire what you guys are doing, and I, I want to start doing that, too. Very cool. Well, we admire you, and we'd be happy to have another Latin <laughs> podcast. Yes. Exactly, yes. And so uh, when we first started talking, I, um, I talked about... Uh, or I shared with you how you know you should have like cooking segments or something like that. You know, is that something that might happen in 2017? 
Um, cooking segments, I feel like that would be a little harder to translate into a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I don't know. Like I, maybe like visual. visual. I mean, like yeah. maybe yeah. like a, a YouTube channel and Esteban Ayi. Very nice to see on the eyes. I'm so shy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe, um, there's, there's something that I'm working on with video, so you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Um, Everything's on the edge of the seat. Well, okay, where do people find you, um, to keep track and, 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 uh, start being uh, al pendiente for all the cool things that you've got down the- um, You can always find me, um, at Chicano Eats, um, everywhere. At Chicano Eats. Oh, I have one question. Why, why Chicano versus any other term? I mean, obviously it's a very loaded Mm-hmm. That's, uh, description. So. That's what I identify as. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Mexican American, there's Chicano. Um, I person personally don't really um, relate to the term Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Latinx is something that's that's kind of new. Yeah. Um, but Chicano is is what I relate to the you. most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about it connects with you? Um, just just the aspect of always feeling like you're not really como dices tú Luis ni de aquí ni de allá I mean como dices Selena we should say yeah I mean I would go to Mexico I like said it first <laughs> I would go to Mexico and I mean because I spoke English I, I was always made to feel outsider like an yeah and then you'd come here and when I was younger, I, mi mamá siempre nos cargaban guaraches and like, you know, I, we were super, super Mexican, pues. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just always felt super foreign. And I, I could never identify with either being American or being Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chicano term kind of captures yeah. And I just want touching on the on the name. I want to add that that logo is freaking amazing um, because it's uh, like the rotulos yes, de Mexico. I love it. You know, yeah. and every time I I go to Mexico, I I literally have a collection of pictures that I literally get off the car and and take pictures of walls. And people when I'm there, like people, the locals are like, "Yesta que les tomando fotos." Like, what are you taking a picture of, right? But I think it's so amazing, and so it, it's just. It's, the logo, the name, beautifully done. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're at the point of our interview where we ask the same questions of all of our guests. So if you've if you've been binging, then you kind of know what to expect. Here. <laughs> Can't wait. Please, Can't wait. First question. So the first question is, um, what what's your favorite snack? Um, my favorite snack. You know what? There's a lot. I bet. But um, growing up, there was something that my mom always fixed for us. Um, because mi papá era botanero and he always had to have like a platter of fruit or something. Mm-hmm. But it's um, slices of pepino con chicharrón. <gasps> what? Have That's an ever... interesting combo. So no, I've never had that. So she would lay um, slices of, of cucumber and then le ponía chicharrón, the, the one that still has the carne. Uh-huh. And then she would have um, slices of jitomate, cebolla, and then sprinkle some lime juice what? and salt. Oh so my God, good. it was I've so good. I've never had that, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds really, really good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, next question. If, you, if there was a, te- a telenovela about your name or about you or about um, just your life what would you what would you call that telenovela it's funny because when I was in kinder we used to always play novelas um, <laughs> and so I always m- went by Esteban because it, it just sounded super dramatic but Esteban see <laughs> like it just sounded kind of sexy and like mysterious <laughs> That's my middle name. It's my personality. (laughs) Pero I think I would call the novela El Chico del Apartamento Cinco Dos. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. But what's your apartment number? 
in real life? Yeah. You're gonna, I'm going to get a bunch of stalkers. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you should put a little tag at the bottom. Ah, leave it at 512. All right. Uh, and then lastly, if you had a chancla and you could throw it at a person, place, thing, concept, who gets your chancla? Um, I think my chancla would have to go to influencers that use countries that as flavor descriptors. Interesting. You get a lot of, I, in the blogging space, you get a lot of people using countries to describe their dishes. Um, specifically speaking with Mexico, um, le ponen limón or le ponen um, aguacate and they'll say that it's Mexican. Uh-huh. And that, I mean, yeah, we know that's not how it works. No, yeah, there's so much <laughs> variety in Mexico. Yeah, I mean, we have so many influences. It's like, why are you... <laughs> so Ch- Chancla is describing food as a, by just its country of origin. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, thank you so much. It was so much thank fun you. to have you here. I yes. can't wait to eat all these cookies and all these cupcakes. I'm going to roll out of the studio today. Uh, well, we're really excited. Um, we'll, we'll can't wait to keep up with all the projects that, you're, that, you're, that you got rolling out. Of course, you can count on us to yes. promote and encourage people to check you out. Podcast comes out. Yes, we love all your all your um, love of the Tamarindo podcast, and thank you so much for being here. Where, where can you. people find you? Your blog, your um, my blog is www.chicanoeats.com, and then my social handle everywhere is just Chicano Eats. Chicano Eats. All right, Perfect. thank you so yes, much. That was so much fun. Yes. I'm in a food coma from all of those uh, <laughs> freaking chocolate. Las galletas, yes. those cupcakes. And you know what? I'm like super like like head exploded kind of when, <laughs> when Esteban said that that picture was inspired by you. Inspired by yeah. us, by our episode. Well, I'm not super surprised because literally Esteban likes all of our posts. He's the number one to support <laughs> us. Esteban, thank you for the love and being yes. a fan. We're just as much a fan of you. So this is great. I'm going to probably make that sopa picture into a t-shirt. Poster, man. Uh, yeah, a poster. Po- yes. by him. Oh, yes, a poster. Okay, good. On it. <laughs> on it. All right, Luis. So that was uh, wrapping up our episode. So let's get to our favorite segment, La Chancla. La Chancla. Who gets your chancla this week? Or maybe it's a... What, a matraca, whatever. No, this time it is. Thing. This time it is a chancla, and it? Um, it, 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 my family gets the chancla. My what, fam- your whole family? My family in Mexico, um, because I, I a couple months ago I was out there, and I've been waiting for for us to record this to 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 give the chancla. So, but um, my family in Mexico, they're they're I mean they're not wealthy rich, but they're well off, mm-hmm. and um, they have help around the house yeah and so Which they, you don't have to be very well off to have help well the yeah i guess i guess yeah. it's kind of like that's just norm thing. no kind of yeah. thing uh-huh. well they have this this girl her name is um An- angie or angelica if, if i remember correctly but she's from chiapas mm-hmm. and um this girl speaks very little spanish mm-hmm. and like, like she speaks now what you know her, her her native tongue and um and so I caught my uncle and my aunts and my cousins like bullying her a little bit mm-hmm. because of the language. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just so thrown off by it. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, I was like, 
am I really listening? Like, am I like, is this really going on? And um, and as soon as she left, I, I I sat down with him and I said, "Hey, you guys, you guys should not be doing that mm-hmm. because just the way you guys are making fun of her accent in Spanish, or because she doesn't know words, or or whatever the case may be, think of Angie as my mom, your in, sister. Yes, yeah. Think of her as me. Think of her as my sister. And if you really love us as much as you say you love us, think that there's people like." you guys making fun of us and our accents yeah. in the US mm-hmm. so you guys need to stop that and um, I could tell that they were a little pissed yeah like what are you talking yeah, about yeah mm-hmm. but I felt like I I had to say something so my chancla goes to my family in Mexico um, because they, they they did this and, um, and I hope that they that they stop <laughs> <laughs> what about you well um, let's see just a little a little um, pet peeve of mine you know what I really don't like which is so stupid but I really don't like when everybody's signature when they respond in an email that it doesn't have your number. I think I hate every, that too. Everything should have your phone number because if I'm exchanging back and forth emails with someone and then all of a sudden, oh, you know, I need to just pick up the phone. Guess what? It's so freaking easy for me to look at a last email and see where to call this person. I do it as a courtesy. Every single one of my of my responses have my phone number, and if I'm responding from my cell phone, you're gonna have my cell phone number so that you could just pick up the phone and call me. So you big freaking chocolate to be that don't do that <laughs> yes but you know what's also annoying is that like you know some have it set up where it's like the first email has your signature but then every other email doesn't oh, mine, all of them yeah i like that yes. i like yes. that because Keep then I, yes yes because then i'm like looking for it and so it like you said i just oh, want like something really it. simple yes. Yes. so i'll annoy them back and i'll just respond like when Yeah, so put your number on all your signatures. If you're contacting Tamarindo at tamarindopodcast at gmail.com, tamarindopodcast at gmail.com, make sure that you put your phone number in there. Some of us like to pick up the phone, it speeds things up a little bit. Yeah, so Brenda, tell our listeners a little bit about what our next episode's going to be about. Oh, is this the one where we go to Tijuana? Yes. You are absolutely right. <laughs> so guess what? We're going to do another travel episode. And as, as I, we shared earlier, we do those full episodes every other week. In between, we make sure you get something. Mm-hmm. Those are the um, the on-the-road mini-cast episodes. Sometimes they're, they're just as long as our regular episodes. But yep. the point is that they're not in the studio. So forgive us for the slight slight. Uh, less better quality on the audio, especially front. mine. Sorry, but I think they're good. No, I think they're good. So let us know if you like that. Are you okay with these with these uh, um, in between episodes so that we give you something every week? What is your What are your feedback, ideas, thoughts? What do you guys want us to talk what about? What do you want to talk about? Who do we need to get on here? Are you local to LA and amazing? Do you want to drop by the uh, Tamarindo Podcast Studio? All of that. And then lastly, don't forget to write us a review. Yes, please. please. Otherwise, no one's going to know that we exist. We we love all the fan notes that we get on Instagram but take it a step further and actually put it yes. on to an iTunes review subscribe 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 we'll Tell read some people. of them please yes please 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 so um, uh, let's give a matraca to those who have already written a review yes alright and another big matraca to producer Jeff thank you for making another episode possible producer Jeff in the house alright subscribe and see you at the next episode don't forget pon tu suéter nos vemos en el sol,
cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099.